Welcome to Always Strikes Last, an Age of Sigmar podcast with your hosts, Matt and Miles. Well, yeah, well, this is the podcast uh, Always Strikes Last, and welcome uh, to everybody listening. I'm, I'm Miles. I'm Matt. And uh, we're going to be your the people who are doing this podcast. Yes. Two dudes. <laughs> Two That's dudes us. talking talk about little plastic dudes and dudettes. Yeah. And uh, for, for let's just say real quick, for people who maybe have stumbled upon this podcast and don't know what it's going to be about, what is Matt? Give us give us a quick. Uh, ex- what is Age of Sigmar? Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar is an excellent tabletop game uh, where you use a dice, a ruler, a ton of dollars to buy models and books and time and paint, and then you throw them at your friends, uh, especially when you lose. There we go. So it's. It- it's all the things in one and it's uh <laughs> uh <laughs> it's all the things it could not be any less cool than we're describing it <laughs> it's in fact the, the the less the less cooler coolest thing ever Grand. exactly but we have a good time playing it and that's what's that's what's important and uh you know with uh quarantine continuing to go on although some awesome light at the tunnel coming up which i'm super pumped about uh very excited uh you know wanted to have a reason to chat chat shop you know on a more regular basis here and you know hope that people will enjoy it and so that's that's the idea yeah and keep the excitement rolling um right. Both Miles and I play in the Pacific Northwest uh, area in the tournament scene around here, as well as uh, Miles runs a uh, tournament. Uh, what would you call it? A racket? <laughs> for, oh, yeah. Uh, for Mox? <laughs> for one yeah. of the local stores around here. Yeah, I run. Uh, I am the the Warhammer uh, tournament or uh, event what what's my title i have oh i I don't know where my badge is this is how long it's been i don't know where my badge is uh yeah i'm like an events event coordinator oh there you go an event chef Uh, there's it's not a coordinator it's like a anyway it doesn't matter but it it sounds it's i'm like a oh i'm I'm a community host Ooh, fancy oh man right (laughs) i i play goats i I, i'm a dude that likes to play goats. That's, that's it. That's it. He's got goats and other goats and things that just wish they were goats. And when I go to a tournament, I put them in totes so I can have totes for my goats. Nice. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, so hopefully everyone's been, uh, staying safe and everything through the, the, the pandemic and everything. Uh, but, uh, we've both found a couple ways to play, uh, our favorite game here and be safe doing it. Um, you know, I've got, uh, uh, set up in my, in the back of my house. Uh, we're fortunate that, uh, in Seattle or in the Pacific Northwest in general, it never really gets that cold. So, uh, we can play outside all year round without being too disgruntled about it. 
Um, but yeah, set up a outdoor table. Um, we play with masks on, uh, don't touch other people's stuff. I feel like that should be a rule anyway, but now it's a rule. <laughs> you know? Very much so. <laughs> um, yeah, miles, miles has got a great setup. Um, I, I, I only play with people that I know have not had contact. Um, I go and get tested regularly because I actually, I, I'm one of the few uh, office workers that still works in an office, the bizarre one that still does. Sure. Um, and so I, I, I prefer to know where the people have been that I play with. I play with my masks. I try and open my windows. And I let them have their own food. They stay away from me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no gatherings larger than two people that you have to play with. And make yep. sure you know where they are and what they're doing. Uh, in a creepy yeah, way. but it's important because I think, uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like uh, finding the, the way to play and play safely has been enormous for my mental health. Oh, uh, seriously. For all of this. So uh, if you are someone who has not quite figured it out, I would urge you, or not quite figured it out. If you don't know anything about anything, then, no, um, if you were thinking about it but aren't sure, uh, you know, be safe, but I would encourage you to, to you know, get out there and play some games. Find some friends who uh, want to be safe and play games with you. Yeah, but be safe first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> then you can play the game. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Know the people that you're playing with, you know, make sure, exactly. make sure you trust the people that you're playing with. You can't trust the person that you're playing with. Then you're, you're not going to have a good time. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, um, speaking of that, um, we both got a, a couple of games in, um, yeah, not against Matt, each other. Yeah, tell me about tell me about your game. Although we do need to play a game uh, soon, right? Coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's Saturday, right? Yeah, so that'll 13th? be good. Maybe the, we'll tell you about it on the next episode. Yeah the uh, <laughs> the anniversary of the the Rona the oh, Rona. <laughs> that sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> I'll be sure to um, play Nurgle. There we go. Uh, but yeah, okay. Tell tell us about your game. Uh, so I've been building up a, uh, Slanesh army for quite some time and haven't played him. Um, and the new book finally came out and the book is awesome. So, um, I had a quick match, um, with, um, with someone, um, I don't know if I can do names on here, so I'm not going to do that. We'll find out as we go in this Show okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, let's call it. Let's call them Dave. Dave. I had a I had a game against Dave. Uh, okay. And they were and using... Yeah. At some point, maybe we'll drop other people's names, but you know, so far we're <laughs> this guy Dave, who we both we both play against Dave. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're fairly new to the game, and um, they okay. took the oh, what was it? Uh, God Seekers. New God Seekers, two units of the, uh, oh, 
oh man, I, I should probably get that book because now I'm going to have to remember all the new unit names. But uh, just, the just, new just archers on foot. The, the new archers, the Bliss Barb, something yes, or others. Just the Bliss Barb shooter, 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 feet, shooter boys, shooter on yeah. feet. Okay. Uh, one Lord of Pain. Uh, two of the um, Twin Souls. Two units of five of those. Okay, and those um, are the the new heavy infantry. Yeah, and not the okay. the ones not that the don't mer- have rend. Okay. Them, and don't they, cause mortal wounds. Okay. Um, and the exalted chariot as nice the, or yeah, exalted chariot as the uh, general and ooh, was there one more? I think it was only. I think it was only two actual okay. heroes in this list. Um, and let's see, I think it was, uh, two units of 10, um, hell striders with the pointies, the pointy sticks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And some fiends and I should really get that list in front of me, but anyways, uh, that's okay. We got the idea. Yeah. No. And um, so that was, so, so Dave was playing your Slanesh. Yes, and okay. I I brought my my uh, my surprise uh, winning list, which was uh, shits and giggles list, which always seemed to win for me. Nice, uh, two units of thirty gores because screw the meta. Nice, yeah, um, man, dude, the all ungore horde, it's gonna win. Oh, just it's... the gores, just the gores. <laughs> um, and I even I got a little brash and uh, made one of them have shields and one unit have double hand weapons. So oh, nice. re-rolling ones on those, but only a five plus save. Um, two beast Lords. This was in, um, let's see, what else did I have? Uh, yeah. Two beast Lords, one shaman on foot uh, for the speeds, the um, uh, two units of 10 best and then uh, two Zangor shaman. And okay. two units of Skyfires and one unit of Enlightened on Disc. Nice. So we got a little Zinch Beast uh, versus some um, Slanesh Mortals and, and Demons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Slanesh, I don't care what anybody in any of the, uh, the forums are saying or whatever, Slanesh yeah. is really good now is yeah. their summoning was before their summoning is way better now. Um, yeah. and uh, just because of the, so we're, there was, there was, there was some, uh, concern about their summoning, right? Because, uh, they don't have an, a guaranteed way to get points anymore. Right. To get, to get summoning points. Yeah. Right. Or it's not quite as guaranteed, right? You can't, there's no, like, there used to just be a spell that you could cast to give yourself depravity points, or like you could just take a command trait to give you depravity points, right? Well, you can hurt your, you know, but. So, so the, the, the way that the rule is written, it's just mm-hmm. if a unit has taken a wound and is still there on the battlefield. Okay. So a lot of the, like I learned this trick, I think from, um, from somebody else who is very good at playing Zinch and uses okay. spells just to use spells instead of directing them at somebody, as long as it says you don't have to pick an enemy unit, okay. you yeah. can throw that spell, right? Um, so you can get mortal wounds off on your first turn on your own unit if you feel like it. And as long as they stay there, then you've got summoning points. Um, okay. They've built in um, you know, 
charging is still there for your general. If they charge and another unit charges, okay. uh, you get uh, D3 and okay. the uh, having the other unit charge adds one to your roll. So they're, they're add in the fact that now that they are pretty evenly mixed, um, not evenly mixed. It's just, I think the, the absence of shooting before is now completely remedied and it feels almost overbearing with the amount of shooting that they have now. Okay. Um, there's, there's no reason, um, I would see, I couldn't see a competent Slanesh player not getting six summoning points by the end of the first full, uh, battle round. Battle round. Okay. Um, and if they're getting that, they're getting the bare minimum. Okay. Um, and if I remember right, uh, I saw the chart like 12, you get a keeper and six, yeah. you get right. Um, yeah. and I remember there being something else. Am I right in remembering that you can only summon one thing per turn? Yeah. Which I think is perfect. I okay. think that's actually, I, in the, in the, so what did we play? Um, it wasn't, no, it was shifting objectives. Um, so okay. just a super simple one, which I mean, I, I don't know if I'd consider shifting object objectives simpler than any other mission. It's just easier to keep track of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, because it's been around long enough. But uh, the uh, there there was always a turn where a new unit was coming on. Um, okay. From turn two onwards, a new unit was coming on, and that's exactly kind of what they needed because. Um, you can you can pull on a battering ram and what chariots and a keeper of secrets those will work, sure. but primarily for the focus of like holding objectives and um, and getting summoning points, it's much more of a finesse army now. It's not just point and shoot essentially okay. or point and charge. Um, and but I so, was but there's something very strong about that cadence of definitely getting a new unit pretty much every turn yeah um it yeah it, it, it's going to be brutal when people start unlocking it um yeah the lord of pain is an absolute terror to deal with okay well i'm sorry go ahead no no i was thinking i was thinking about other summoning armies and like what is the the sort of cadence like i don't know like i don't think corn guarantees a summon every turn and then I mean, they can use blood tithe for other stuff so that's yeah. maybe not a fair comparison the zinch summoning is so funky that you know yeah. uh and that one I, I i really don't see zinch summoning as much um yeah i feel like if if you wanted to go with the seraphon route for summoning you could get a unit every turn I don't know what the quality of that unit would be, but you could, I'm sure you could gear yourself towards that kind of, uh, I mean, hilariously beasts have a very good chance of doing that, especially if you're playing, um, all herd. Um, I was playing gave spawn just because that ax on a, sure, yeah, uh, I know. I'm, on I'm a beast Lord. With that one. That's a good one. Uh, just on a beast Lord. It's so nice. And, uh, so and all your, all your heroes turn into spawn. Isn't that fun? I know it's so great. Once you think you've won, we're just like, Hey, um, yeah. So that was, that was a very good game. Um, I rolled up and down, so I can't really say like 
I was rolling hot or rolling bad. Um, it was, it was kind of all over the place, which I expect cause I actually broke out the beastman dice. Okay. Uh, for it, which nice. is always fun. Um, and, uh, managed to just sacrifice units, um, into, into the right spots to keep them off of objectives or let okay. them get onto objectives and then kill them off. The one thing that was, that was kind of the, as soon as I figured out that by turn three, you know, there was a sum in every turn. It was like, yeah. okay, these last two turns, it doesn't matter what I do with anything else. This one unit has to die. And then this okay. next unit has to die. It almost reminded me of um, playing against more tech guard. Um, okay. Only obviously they die a lot quicker than more tech guard. Yeah, yeah, but you're just like no, no, no. This thing has to go away. Yeah, because otherwise I'm screwed. Yeah, otherwise that's now I've been hurt and they've been hurt. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So that's I see. two points for them right out the gate. I gotcha. Um, so yeah, that one didn't turn out to a blowout. I think it was up by four points. It was it was closer than I thought it would be. At one point, like I had gone in with a beast lord and he did his thing and oh man there were there were a lot of dead guys um but yeah yeah that was a good game uh nice yeah is rough yeah nice well i'm excited i know um i was talking to a friend of mine also coincidentally named dave uh who (laughs) (laughs) daves yeah so many daves um uh no, uh, who uh, is very excited. I think y- you know him um, about all the new Slanesh and has been uh, chatting with us about uh, all of his recent Slanesh purchases. And <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's funny because we ended up having the same paint scheme, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which that, that will always be hilarious to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I've had this. And then I started painting it, and then I saw his Slanesh, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, I just copied you. Yeah. <laughs> You both arrived at that uh, really vibrant, gross yellow from the same direction. Yeah. yeah but that's okay. That's all good. So uh, how, so I had a game against Beast recently, just as a nice, clever little segue. Yeah. The people listening at home can't see the cool little handguns I just did, but I did them. <laughs> I witnessed. Um, uh, all right, yeah. So I also had a game against Beast, and I um, – I was trying out this new list that I've been working on for a while, or I've been thinking about for a while as like uh, a fun list that I would love to try that would not have uh, worked in the old book. And this is a Seraphon list. Uh, and the reason why it wouldn't have worked in the old book is because it's almost a hundred percent Soros. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they just, they just weren't very good for so long. Um, you know, you could, you could, uh, go hard into them and makes, you know, there were combos, but they just, they didn't, they were, they didn't, uh, didn't have the staying power. They didn't have the punch. They didn't have the, you know, of any other, any other books that they would compare it to. So I was excited in this new book to try this out. I did have to get another start collecting box, uh, <laughs> to fill out the list. Um, but the whole list is, um, it's basically two battalions, uh, there's the, the, it's, so it's, it's Quattle's Claw. So it's the Saurus focused coalesced. Um, and it's, so then, uh, you get the fire, uh, the fire 
Lance, I think, Temple Host. Someone at me in the comments, whatever <laughs> the name of the thing is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are there comments on podcasts? I don't know. But this is going to go. Sh- it's going to go straight over my head. So everybody who's <laughs> listening will know because I okay. just look at them and I go, I need to kill. Yeah. I think. Like um, the- so basically, it's a battalion of uh, the Scarvet on Carnosaur and three units of knights, three units of five knights. Um, and what they get for being in that battalion is uh, plus three to runs and charges, provided that they're wholly within 18 of the Carnosaur that's part of the battalion. Gross. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the other battalion is uh, an Old Blood on Carnosaur and three units of Saurus Warriors. Uh, and what they get for that battalion is uh, the jaw attacks from everyone in the battalion are Ren minus one additional. So that makes them like super effective yeah so you get these like so the 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 bite attacks for at least for like saurus warriors they're a single attack five up four up one damage right it's Mm -hmm. like kind of a throwaway like maybe you'll do one here or there um with coalesced you get two attacks because the coalesced are biters and then with the addition of this like all of a sudden those attacks are actually doing doing damage um yeah are are they still hitting on fives still hitting on fives but wait that's where the other part comes in okay uh so uh and then what's what's really cool is the carnosaur also gets the benefit from this so that jaw attack uh from the carnosaur is now ren minus two which is pretty scary that's that's pretty gross um yeah because it's a jaw attack and it's like a weird the seraphon have these like weird little keywords that aren't real keywords but like totally uh totally pays off um, so that's, like I said, it's, uh, that's an Aquatles Claw, um, army and, uh, and around the army out, we had, uh, I brought Croak and the Tornado and the Astrolith Bearer and a unit of Saurus Guard. So just to fill out the Saurus theme, I wanted to make sure we had the, the, the Astrolith Bearer and the Saurus Guard, um, and Croak. And that's the, that's sort of the Croaknado combo. Um, and, uh, what's cool about Aquatles Claw is, all Saurus models get plus one to hit on the charge. Oh. For all of their pro- attack profiles. And for a command point, for, uh, wholly within 24 inches of any Saurus hero, you can count as having charged for the, for, the, for the combat phase. So even if you're just holding a line, you're still going to... You're still going to get that plus one plus to hit. One? Yeah. That's um, Now, you can only, you can only uh, make someone... You can only use that command ability once, uh, once per turn per unit, right? So they can't benefit from it twice. Uh, but the the old blood on Carnosaur has a different plus one to hit for Saurus units that he can give out uh, for a command point, and the uh, and the Scarvet has uh, exploding sixes for Saurus units that he can give out for a command point. Nice. So you've got like three good holding zones essentially yeah. if you want to just sit there and let somebody hit you exactly um so that makes those bite attacks they could be plus one maybe even plus two to hit all of a sudden they are uh doing real work yeah at first they just sound like zangor beaks with an extra attack and a ren which is admittedly much more interesting than zangor beaks already but yeah uh, then making them that reliable even if it's four and fours if it's just an extra what would normally be considered a throwaway attack. I can yeah, see them being blenders. 
Exactly. And what was cool was, uh, so you start the game with two CP cause it's two battalions, right? Everybody's getting artifacts cause you just like, you have, I have three, you know, to, to get, like, I literally had to like sift through the deep recesses of artifacts from this book that I'd never touched, um, to give to people. Uh, the general is the scar vet. And anytime he uses a command ability on a four up, he gets it back. So nice. his positioning is really interesting. Um, and then the other thing that sort of combos with it is that croak at the beginning of your turn, can give you uh, three chances to get a command point on a four up. So just, just farting out command points. Like I mean, that. I had six command points the first turn cause I rolled really well, wow. but that's like the maximum you can generate <laughs> in a turn is four. But then over the course of the game, I probably spent like 20 command points because I kept getting them back and then spending them again and getting them back and spending them again or getting some more from Croak or whatever. I mean, that's pretty amazing if you can generate that much because um, I still need to buy that book. Um, you're all you're all pretty much dependent on command points in Lizardman, right? Yeah, yeah. Almost, there's almost no buffs that are just on forever. You have to turn them on with command points. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it was uh, if it's. So I did. The game went pretty well for the Seraphon. Uh, I got double turned by the Beastmen and uh, turned two, and it was looking bad. But then uh, Croak stepped up to the plate, going into bottom of two, and just killed all those Beastmen heroes in one Ooh. go. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, so that. That worked Spawn? out really well for me. Spawns everywhere? Uh, yeah, spawns everywhere. But also, we were playing pa- places of arcane power, so you needed heroes to score. Oh. So uh, it worked out really well for me. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was fun. And I, you know, I don't know if the list will be uh, you know, uh, an all-comers. Uh, you know, certainly, there's lots of things that I think that it would struggle against. But I had a good time, and I think it... Uh, Showed showed off that it has some promise. So, would you rate that as a shits and giggles list, or just edging out? I think it's just edging out. Like, I feel like it's definitely it's got a hard theme, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I mean, it's got it definitely has teeth, and I'm excited to see it uh, against some other uh, some other lists that uh, you know are around. That that definitely feeds into. Um, my theory that when like building shits and giggles lists and then trying to edge them into essentially edging out yeah, yeah. because you're having more fun, you're going to play better. Right. That could certainly be a, a thing. Yeah, absolutely. You, you are uh, more invested in your list. Yeah. You're more invested in your models and you're less in, you're less invested or less thrown off by the losses, I think as well. Yeah, Unless, well, maybe you have, you have low expectations. Yeah, yeah, especially when Croak comes in and kills all your little beasties. Oh man, it was he was so sad. Poor Dave. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor Dave. Yeah, um, but, it was uh, good though. I, I will say uh, he had a very scary double turn against me, uh, where, where it was not looking great. What you was know? the What was the list? He had. Um, I think it was also Grave Spawn. So. Uh, get some similar minds there. Uh, there was a bunch of Zangors 
like a big blob of Zangors, maybe a, maybe two blobs of Zangors. Um, there was some enlightened on discs, maybe two of them, two sets. There was at least one disc shaman. Um, and then sort of on the other flank, there was a Cygor and some, uh, Bulgor, uh, running around. So Dave, Dave leaned really hard since the last time I saw him into, uh, into that Zangor list, huh? Yeah. Well, I think it's what he's been painting. So he just wants to see it all. And, but I mean, it, it also, it's got the, it's got teeth, man. It's, I don't know. It's like those, um, those Zangor are, uh, no joke. I mean, I definitely, I remember a moment where, my uh i had 20 saurus you know sort of crash into the front of 10 of them and i was looking at it i was like oh this will be fine and then i realized that that's the same number of wounds right (laughs) yep um they're they're deceptive in that way but um if you i mean they're super susceptible to um to just a high amount of attacks yeah so uh which i think definitely didn't help didn't hurt or didn't help them. Uh, also, uh, the, all the Seraphon banners are minus one bravery. They don't stack, Ooh. but like having that extra, like, yeah, you're near a banner minus one bravery. I don't know that like it's six inches too. If you're, if you're within six inches of a Seraphon banner, it's minus one bravery. That's brutal. <clears throat> That's super brutal. You got those. There's just scary looking banners, man. Those big little snakes, like people get spooked. That would, that would not, that would not be fun, especially with bees, uh, primarily being uh, bravery six and lower. So, yeah, gross. But uh, you know who doesn't care about bravery? B- Bone Reapers. Bone Reapers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Transition. It was a segue. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's all right. I uh, to be maybe maybe a little more explicit about this segue. Matt and I thought that uh, I've been playing against a certain uh, high high wizard of of uh, Hish, uh, and Matt has been playing against a certain uh, Mortark of whatever the hell he's the Mortark of jerks. Mortark of jerks, and um, I think they're kind of in a very similar place in sort of the meta, um, in terms of like, you know, I think they're both there uh, is, is, is Catacross also about 600 points. I can't remember. Um, um either way, 600, something like that enough yeah. to be a chunk. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we thought it would be interesting to kind of, uh, talk about our experiences fighting them and maybe get a little compare and contrast going on. Yeah. Maybe so, people will be excited about that. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, they, they, well, why, why don't you break down Techless first? Sure. I'll, I'll do Techless. Um, so I've been playing uh, this guy we know, Dave, uh, and he's gotten really excited about um, his Lumineth. Um, and so the, sort of the typical list I see from him is uh, Techless and Avalonor and then the Battalion. That is uh, two archers, two spears, and a horse, and the cathalar. Um, and that's the whole list, right? There's not there's not a lot of room once you've spent 900 points on named characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but the and uh, and it's been fun. Uh, I really like playing uh, against Dave. Uh, I like I like playing this list. Um, it has been an interesting puzzle to me uh, because I feel like Techless is uh, really oppressive against certain types of armies, right? Um, so for those of you who maybe haven't fought against Techless or maybe just uh, heard about him or um, he is, what, he's 16 wounds. He's a four up flying monster. He's okay in combat. I mean, he's about as good as you'd expect a giant flying monster to be, but not, but not like, you know, he's not a, he's not there to be a melee hero. Yeah. Highest damage is D three, um, yeah. basic attacks. He but, does have an Alarial shooting attack essentially. Yep. Yeah, he's got a, a laser beam cannon. Or whatever it, I don't know what it is, but it, yeah. it hits like a truck. Uh, it's like that's like a big D six damage, right? It's a it's a cannon. Yeah, D six. Arguably, um, arguably, arguably my least favorite with the way I roll for D six damage. Yeah, but I'll take a flat three any day. No, absolutely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, but he's there really to because obviously he is possibly the best wizard in the game right now. I would say hands uh, down, yeah. Yeah. Um and uh and yeah, and that that uh magic prowess of his I think can really shut down um at least sort of the traditional builds for a lot of armies. Um and I'll I'll and I want to I want to um clarify this by saying or like maybe yeah, by saying like I don't think he is unbeatable. Certainly I've beaten him. Yeah, I've played I've played Dave enough that I've definitely beaten him, mm-hmm. you know, with with a meta style list, you know, nothing like crazy specially built or anything like that. Um, but I think he can be a bad feel against armies that need to play a certain way. And, yeah. uh, and so without really being the top dog necessarily, he's definitely meta defining, provided yeah. he still turns up a bunch or he has yeah. the potential to be meta defining. I, I think he can he can shut down. Uh, he he's definitely um, he's meta defining in the way that like he can shut down. Maybe he I would say the the Lumineth players in the emerging meta for when tournaments start back up. Sure, he's going to be the one. Him and maybe two other armies, uh, one including uh, Jerkface Catacros. Mm-hmm. Um, that become the limit for how far certain armies will be able to progress sure. through the tournament. They're the, they're the spoiler list yeah, or whatever. They might not win it themselves, but they certainly will keep you from winning. Exactly. Yeah. They're the, at, at the very least mediocre used, they're going to be the ones that shut down the armies that are um, at a lower tier, I guess, or don't have the tools or the knowledge to take care of. Them. Sure. And, uh, yeah. And so what are, what are those, what are those tools, I guess? So, so what are the things that Techless do does that are particularly egregious? Um, he casts, uh, up to four spells a turn and those are auto casts on a 10, uh, which is cool, I guess. Um, which means you need to roll a hot 11 on two dice to dispel them, uh, which is pretty gross. Um, so that's not going to happen <laughs> or certainly not in a way that you can, ex- you could expect to do so. Um, well, there, there are ways around that, but sure. not every turn 
which yeah, is why yeah, it's that, so good. Exactly. Um, he also comes with an auto unbind uh, every turn. So if you thought if you had that one spell you were just trying to get off and that's the only one you need and that's it, he's going to stop that for sure. Uh, such a jerk. He's such a jerk. Um, and if that wasn't uh, if that wasn't enough, he gives a 16 inch holy or not holy within a 16 inch within bubble of ignoring the effects of a spell on a four up and bouncing the three mortal wounds back. Because why not at that point, right? Exactly. And it does get smaller as you, as you hit him, as he, like, it's one of the things that degrades is the size of that bubble. But like at that point, <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten to him yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but so I think the things that really, um, hurt a lot of armies are, he has, uh, three, three spells. I mean, he has access to all the spells, right? So he really has, uh, you know, he can pick what he wants to cast situationally against what's going to work against your army. Um, one that's really egregious is minus two bravery across the board. Yeah. Right. All enemies are minus two bravery. I think it's minus two bravery during his turn and then minus one bravery during the enemy turn until he casts it again. Which is still really good. Um, yeah. Because then you've got pairing that with the, what's her name? The Sinathar or whatever. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, the, the Calathar Calathar. There we go. I said it earlier, even, um, uh, yeah, yeah, she has that thing where she can bounce bravery onto somebody. Uh, I've only had that really work against me, like a handful of, like where that whole combo actually worked. I would imagine it's very situational, but when you pull it off, Oh, devastating. Like, yeah, that's a whole unit of chaos. Knights just gone. Yeah, just pointy-eared, shitting grins all across the table. <laughs> so that's brutal, especially for someone like uh, like goats mm-hmm. that just have low bravery, or you could imagine Bloom Spike gets. I think they have terrible bravery uh, pretty much across the board. Um, yeah. They're hoping on a bunch of uh, uh, command points to keep them around, or their fancy loon shrine. Um or just numbers, I guess. In sure, yeah. Instances. But but even you know, even your demons, your legions in the gash, like going from ten down to eight, is all of a sudden you're going to start taking attrition. Oh yeah, night haunt will get punished severely for that too. Right. In combination uh, with the other spell, night haunt right. a real hard time. <laughs> yeah. So his other spell, uh, which I think uh, really combos with this, is command points cost or command abilities cost double. So. If you uh, want to use a command ability to keep your guys from taking bravery, it now costs two instead of one, um, which is really brutal, especially as we, uh, in the last General's Handbook, lost a lot of the uh, various uh, CP regen uh, items for a lot, of, a lot of armies. Yeah, the, uh, the blanket, blanket artifacts from, um, oh, what was it called? Malign Portents. Malign. Line sorcery. Right? Line sorcery. sorcery. Yeah. There we go. Portends. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I've been playing a lot of Slaves to Darkness. They're a fun army. They don't have any way of generating CP. <laughs> they are absolute. And they have a lot of good things to spend it on, too, which is the most frustrating part. Yeah, that's such a weird <laughs> crux for that army. Yeah, they are just absolutely... Uh, they're slaves to the CP. We'll just rebrand the army. We'll write into GW. The slaves to CP. Slaves to CP. Um, they, uh, yeah. So, uh, all their battalions are expensive and, you know, require a lot of different units 
and uh, and they have no way of like regening CP or getting a second one on a roll or anything like that. Um, so that's pretty brutal. Um, and again, uh, against Seraphon, uh, you know, it's a little bit easier cause I have a lot of these ways to getting extra CP. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, costing two is costing two, you know, like that's just a lot yeah. less than I get. And then in addition to that, the, you know, the people that would be s- spending them will most likely die from the repeated cast of, uh, What's the other called? spell that he's got. Yeah. So his signature spell is really evil and it is uh 18 inch bubble i think around him uh or if you're a clever uh lumineth realm lords player you'll have cast uh, uh a portal a spell portal um so it's an 18 inch bubble from the spell portal which is out in the middle of the table uh so then um everything hit every enemy unit on a two up takes d3 mortal wounds but on a five up takes D six mortal wounds. Super gross. Yeah. And he's, he's definitely doing this every single turn. He's capable of doing it. Um, and what that means is you definitely, you're taking a little bit of attrition damage across your whole army, which by itself is not too bad, but combined with the minus two bravery, all of a sudden you're going to be taking bravery tests on pretty much every unit, every turn and losing one or two. Yeah, which should start piling up real quick. And I, right. it's kind of a brilliant thing to combine with the lack of mobility um, with the army currently. Like, we know we have, like, kangaroo hoppers inbound. Yeah, but, and I'm so excited. Yeah. But for right, yeah, right now, the Lumineth strategy is they castle up for the first two turns, and then by turn three, they can hopefully break out and score enough points to win. Yeah, or they send out horses that may or may not survive. Right. Exactly. Um, um, so that's the, that's the, the trick of it. And I, so what's, uh, the other thing that's really tricky about that spell of his is there's a lot of armies, slaves of darkness included, you know, uh, they got pretty good, um, mortal wound protection, but, uh, but they're also incredibly dependent on having lots of little heroes around to just keep the allegiance abilities on. You know, right? You're like your mark of corn means nothing if there isn't a mar- a hero of corn hanging out with you to make it sure it's happening. Yeah, it, um, like with my slaves of darkness army, um, they're literally just force multipliers. I almost never want them in combat because of that. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. You just need them to hang. Like they just need to be kind of nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Come in, maybe mop it up if it just if it's not scary. Yeah. It's not scary. So, uh, so now that I've complained about him for a while and we've sort of broken down what he does, uh, and the other thing that's really irritating about Dave's list is he brings Avalonor, uh, who gives off a 12 inch bubble of minus one to hit, <laughs> which is just, <laughs> and then building that in that battalion yeah. has reroll ones to hit. So not only are you getting debuffed, but they're actually buffed on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then they should be able to ignore what minus one or minus two Ren, depending on the build. Uh, depending on the build, uh, Dave's been bringing the, uh, you get two Aether Quartz per unit oh. faction. Um, I'm not convinced on that one. I don't, well, uh, I think it is a good counter strategy to Alpha Strikes, which is something that uh, is a really, uh, is a big problem for Techless. Uh, I should say the last spell that he'll try and get off is a uh, five up Feel No Pain for everything holy within 18. That's the one that 
that's the one that um, consistently, like when I got the the box when it came out. Yeah. Um, book came in it. I read through it, but I had no interest in Teclas because a he's a giant pointy ear jerk, and I remember him from the old world. Sure. And B, that's a giant model. I'm never gonna put that thing together. I've still got Abelinor sitting there, like <laughs> terrified yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> but like, I completely read over that spell, and that's why I was thinking for the longest time that like Lumineth are okay. They've got some denial, but there's still like once you get through them, they're they're still really yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I will say the times where I've hit the lines and just done damage. Like the elves just evaporate. So the, the five and up is incredibly good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and it helps, it helps Teclas himself. Yeah. Right. Cause, it, um, so with the, the reason I think people are taking the two aether courts is to, um, uh, against the turn one alpha strike, right. Uh, is to use them both on Teclas to give him plus two to armor save. Just make him even more of a pointier jerk. Right. Uh, for, for one turn. And it's just for one turn. Um, right. And he'll be minus. And, and what's important about it is though, is that like no one else can use Aether Quartz if he's done this. Oh, right. Cause only one, oh, yeah. right? only, uh, only one unit is allowed to use Aether Quartz per phase. And then they're using a specific command ability to use a second one. So they're definitely out of out of CP at this point. Yeah. And and no one else can use Aether Quartz. Um, so you could do like an Alpha Strike feint where you pretend like you're going to hit Teclas as hard as possible and then instead try and wipe out all the archers or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Which... Because they can't protect themselves or something like that. Or if you just have good enough rend and you have enough firepower, you could just go for it. Yeah. So... Um, KOIC is a good matchup for that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the shootier Seraphon, um, I don't know that they would have enough shooting to go directly for Teclas, but you could do something like take out all of his archers, you know, like that, that kind of thing at which point, um, you know, and sort of deny some critical spells to the best of your ability. Um, because you might not be able to stop Teclas' spells, but you could certainly stop all of the different units from getting their spells off. Yeah, and that'll that'll certainly help. Yeah, with the uh, with the lack of the minus, uh, the spear dudes are minus one hit, right? For their they're spell, mu- uh, all of or no, the, it's fives and sixes of, are mortal wounds. Yeah, their their signature spell is fives and sixes do mortal wounds instead of just fives or instead of yeah. just sixes. Um, the other really evil spell to look out for, and this is not a Teclas thing at all, is. Uh, Anybody can take this, and it's uh, pick a unit, pick an enemy unit. I think within eighteen, and everyone from your army gets to reroll hits against it. Gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Uh, it's like uh, the, you know, it's the tau. Uh, they tau marker lighted him. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Beast Lord command point. Yeah, or something. Um, but yeah, there's. Um, I mean, you know, anyone that could have a good. I could see. I honestly could see a good beastman outflank. Yep, that would getting be getting in there. Um, you know, at, at least causing enough disruption to the whole castle that it 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 forces a scrum that Teclas doesn't want to be involved in. Yeah, and more importantly, um they're they're not grabbing objectives. 
you know, if you have anybody that can ambush, so like Slanesh, um, the uh, Wrath of the Everchosen uh, specific sure. build, I think that's Pretenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a good off. time uh, summoning random marauders in the backfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would work perfectly as well. Um, uh, with the with the, the, the Slaves of Darkness Ravagers. Um <laughs> Yeah, any outflanking. I could see Stormcast causing that problem, um, especially now that like the uh the the new shoot cast hotness uh yeah. for the Vanguard chamber, um, you know, just throw a bunch of hunters in there. They're super cheap. They're meant to die. Sure. So who's that guy who comes down and can give them uh plus three to charge? Uh right, you can I, still do that trick. Yeah, um, I always mix him up with the uh, the Horus Heresy character. It's not Garviel, it's Gavriel, right? Gavriel, Gavriel. okay. I don't, they all look like Stormcast to me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's amazing. All the same death mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, think- Night Haunt, Night Haunt has some deep striking, right? Night- like, Night Haunt's whole shenanigans are uh, deep striking. I mean, if you have your Lord, you can just bounce them around. I think Night Haunt are actually an interesting, are an in, they're an in, interesting, uh, I guess not, I could talk on for Night Haunt for a while because they're the other army that I've fought against the most outside of OBR, but they're in an interesting spot in that they have very low wound characteristic characters, but mm-hmm. all of those characters um, either have, you know, well, they all have the unrendable save, but they also have, you know, a shrug. So they have a higher survivability rate than, than you'd uh, really, really expect or give them credit for. Yeah. So, and then top that your general can just pick up guys and move them with them anywhere on the board. Um, they also have the, um, deep strike or coming up from the underworld ability. So you can sure. hold half of your army under sort of the same way that like, Storm hosts work. Sure. Or uh, Beastmen, right? With, with, uh, with one kind of Beastmen. Well, Beastmen ambush. Um, if you're using. Oh, you're thinking of pure. De- you're like you're thinking of a pure deep strike. Yeah. A pure alpha strike is actually okay. possible with Night Haunt and um, Stormcast. And. Right. Because, I mean, realistically, this uh, Dave's list is a three drop, right? Unless oh. you, oh, yeah. unless unless you're change host, you don't get to decide who's going first, well, right? Then, so 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 he's gonna weigh his options, and I think more often than not, he's gonna make you go first and see if. Like, and your your opportunity is alpha strike him now, or he's gonna get his five up feel no pain off, and then and then you're gonna have a much harder time going forward. This is true. Um, but for for the purposes of that, um, beasts again are in a very good spot. A lot of the battalions, if you do tend to take them, take up almost the entirety of your army. Yeah. If you are going with battalions, so they could be an interesting counter. Just because we know we're going to die, might as well charge you and die. Sure. Before we die, after you. Um. But even then, if it if that's a three. If it's a three drop list, that's pretty damn good. But the question then becomes like, how advantageous is it now for him to go first and get all the buffs off? Because yeah, no, and that's that's an interesting way, you know, thing for him to. Weigh. I know I played him with the the KO, and 
he definitely took a while. Like I remember I sat there and like, he spent five minutes really thinking about whether to go first or not. Cause nice. he absolutely out dropped me. Like it, uh, it's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I think I ended up going second because he wanted to get the buffs off. And, and I'm, well, and, and the great thing about that now is a lot of the missions are now becoming balanced for the person who goes first. Um, you know, you may be getting the ability to alpha strike or set up your castle. There's usually a benefit to going second now. Like you can either yeah. burn your opponent's uh, objective um, on your next turn, presuming you don't get double turned. Right. Um, and so on and so forth. Right. And that's, I think, uh, I think it, Normally he would be for the same reasons that KO want to go second almost all the time. Uh, I think uh, the Lumineth, especially the, this sort of techless heavy build, wants to go second all the time because so much of their damage comes from shooting and magic, and those only happen during your turn. Yeah, you know, so they just want to like be able to double tap you and then hope that you don't have enough left, right? Like pointier jerks. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing that KO does pretty unashamedly. Uh, you know, they want to go second because if they go second, there's a 40% chance we just get the double turn and then the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> right. If, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So right. uh, get that game in quick, which, which isn't to say I haven't absolutely lost after double turning, on, you know, on the turn two, but, uh, it's usually a good, you know, you can usually capitalize on it. <laughs> um, so, so one of the, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, uh, let's, let's talk about the other side of our coin that we've constructed. Uh, and let's, uh, what is Catacross bringing to the table for OBR? Cause I think public opinion of OBR is that they are now, uh, you know, maybe high mediocre. Yeah. There I've seen a lot of the, uh, the tier list, putting them in like B plus, right? Yeah. And uh, like, which and there's definitely some people who are above B plus that I'm like, okay, but those aren't better than OBR. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we were having this conversation earlier and I think it does come down to a lot of the, uh, this is a compliment to pretty much everybody. I have the privilege of playing against. We have amazing opponents up here in our area. Um, a lot of what I would consider extremely competitive players. Um, even when we're having fun, we're always, throwing the hardest thing we can at each other. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's maybe not a great place to, to play if you don't know what you're doing or you're just trying to get in. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, yeah. maybe that's not a, a, a fair thing to say, but, I would, uh, definitely I, everyone I know, uh, whether they're trying something weird out or they're, you know, they've, even if it's something weird, it's been thought through enough that it's going to have teeth somehow yeah. or another. Yeah, there's 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 a plan. It's not just uh, I like Squig. Squig go forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so Catacros is he's just a dick. He's yeah. He's he's a he's a big big bony jerk. And okay. um, so let me just break this down. This guy has twenty wounds. That is a lot of wounds. Twenty wounds. His um. His legion is Mortis Praetorians. Okay. Um, and we'll get to why that's crazy in just a sec. Okay, and, he, and he forces you into that legion, right? He doesn't work with... He works with other legions, but okay. if he's with Mortis Praetorians, he essentially turns your army into Petrifex, what they were. Okay. 
minus the um he doesn't give the rending bonus that Petrifex used to, but he's okay. he gives everybody that plus one to save that everybody's like, oh BR's broken, blah 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 blah. Okay. If you can't see me, which you can't, I'm flailing my arms around right now, yeah. uh, imitating <laughs> myself after playing Petrifex for the first time. Yeah. Or playing against Petrifex for the first time. Um so he's got the awesomely um disarming move of four inches which he can always bump up three because nice. of, uh, why not? Yeah. Because of their version of command points, uh, yeah. OBR have, they don't use command points. They work outside of that. I know, you know this, I'm just saying this. For yeah. Oh, no, I, I know it's not for my benefit. Um, I've lost to them too. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost to them a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's got a three and up save, um, which okay. once again, will get super important. The dude has, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different weapons. Okay. Um, which degrade as you kill him off. But okay. again, he has 20 wounds. Uh, so um, if you if you haven't seen the model, it's a dude just standing on a big rock, and he's got a bunch of little buddies hanging around, and he's just standing there looking all fabulous and jerky. And it's it's one of those, we we're calling them diorama yeah. characters, like the new Slanesh guy. Like uh, that sister of battle procession. Uh, and that's really, really it. I feel like there's, uh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. That new Slanesh guy, right? Did I say him? The yeah. new Slanesh guy. I didn't even consider that because they're at least on like a moving thing. Right. So it reminds no, me they, more of like a Stegodon. I got you. But no, they got the same deal where uh, they have abilities that go away as they degrade. Like they degrade yeah. by losing people who give abilities or something yeah anyway anyway uh so catacross has his jerk squad yeah he's got his jerk squad and he's got a ton of attacks um okay. now, the cool thing about catacross is because he's got his jerk squad he loses them as it goes and you lose their attacks but he gets kind of pissed off that he's losing guys mm-hmm. so he starts out with uh just catacross himself uh, having one attack at three and three minus three rend and three damage. Okay. So that's if you, gross. if you are lucky enough to get him down to what, uh, down to seven wounds left, which mm-hmm. is pretty good if you can do that in a, you know, non KO situation, but even sure. then it's going to be hard for KO. Uh, he's got four attacks with that weapon. Okay. Um, so, he, so he's getting something back to, yeah, to keep the, him. Okay. And there's, there, you'll keep on seeing, there's never a bad side to this guy. He is a very well-rounded, extremely well-written character that I hate so much. <laughs> um, so he's got, um, a lot of his weapons have the exploding sixes, um, okay. which is always gross. Um, and then he has the kind of standard death theme of like, uh, you can pick uh, three different units um, on the battlefield that are OBR, um, okay. for him, it's within 24 inches. So on, he's got a big base. So think about that reach. That's 48 inch reach. Yeah. More than 48 inches reach. And he can, um, heal three wounds flat, or he can return that, uh, that amount of slain models. So okay. he can for just each, throw for each unit, right? Yeah. For each unit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he can just throw that on himself if he's gone down, uh, you know, three wounds. 
and that's fine. And then you have a bone shaper and he heals himself back up. So he's never really going to go down and I'll continue telling you why. Um, he also has uh, the ability to add one to the attacks of any unit wholly within 12 of them, which is great okay. for if you have to thrust them up into an area that like needs to be cleared and you want to make okay. sure that he can do it. He can give that to himself or he can give that to a unit guarding him. Okay. Um, and then here's the nasty thing. Here is what makes him so infuriating. Um, so his command ability, um, which he can, Oh yeah. He also adds just a bunch of, uh, their version of command points. Okay. Just by being there. But his command ability is you can add one to, uh, to hit rolls for bone reapers, uh, within 18 inches of the model. Um, and then specifically for his legion, he adds plus one to the save of everybody. Um, okay. within 18 inches. Now what that does is that takes his three plus and turns it into a two plus and that's gotcha. against all attacks. It's not just melee, but it's also shooting. Now, um, in addition to that, once per turn, he rolls a dice, um, when his opponent receives a command point and on a four and up you're shit out of luck. Right. So that's, uh, and again, that's punishing to all those same armies we listed before, like Slaves to Darkness, uh, maybe Flesh Eater Courts, who are yeah. just like so starved and have, have almost no way of generating command parts, uh, command points on their own. Yeah. And, um, and even to a degree, any armies, any armies that are just like, I would say even a, um, man, I'm even a Lizard Men army, even a Seraphon army. Sure. Um, that's just one more command point. You're not going to be getting that turn and that will eventually add up as they yeah. start to grind down. Um, no, the, the craziest part, Oh wait, there's one more because he's such a jerk. Okay. There's one um, more. So he can also pick a unit anywhere on the battlefield every turn. Oh, that's right. And them, yep. make them minus one to hit. You can also stack this with the shrine to make them minus two if you want. Okay. Because on a four and up from the shrine, you can also make another unit anywhere on the battlefield minus one to hit. Okay. So a lot of stacking there. And then the most dickish part of this, this guy's rules is as um, if he is. Oh, no. he. I don't know why it does the 18. But anyways instead of having um, holy within 18 for that plus one to hit and plus one to save, he yeah. makes it holy within 36 inches. And that's uh, provided uh, he has uh, one of his companions, right? Yes. Yeah. And that guy goes away with one to three uh, wounds. Okay. So, you, so he's the first one to go. He is the, he is the first one to go. Or, the way no, or, or yeah, yeah, I see. Okay the way that the uh, rules are written out um, until your next hero phase, you still get it. Plus one saves. So he can then heal himself if he's taken that many wounds. Right. All right back up and, yep. and just keep doing it. I see what you're, I see what we're doing here. Yep. So he becomes an either you have to kill him right now, or he's debuffing your army where he needs it to be. He's buffing the entirety of 
all the opposing army. He is almost impossible to kill. And he's fairly guaranteed if you're going up against a competent player with a bone shaper that just hangs out around him mm-hmm. to heal six wounds a turn. So, uh, so the bone, how many points is the bone shaper? Cause I looked it up and Catacros is 500 on the nose. Um, I don't know if bone shaper changed, but I got the book right here. So bone shaper pro- would be 130. 130. Okay. So he is now comparable to Teclas, assuming that yeah. we have the bone shaper. And just to throw in some context, that croak, the croak tornado combo I was telling you about, where it's croak and the tornado and the banner guy and the the guard, mm-hmm. that's 660 points. So, like, so it, I guess it is comparable. Um, but it, it's funny how, um, how Catacros, uh, doesn't, he doesn't deal out as much damage in, a way that uh, you immediately go, well, this guy has to die because the entirety of the army around him Mm -hmm. is buffed. It's not like a mortal wound spreader or a more, or like a giant buff. It means the entire army that your opponent is playing with is now 10 times better because now your arch Cavalos has a two and up save. Now, Right, your uh, Mortec guard all are back to Petrifex with a three and up rerollable save in combat. Yeah, and uh, then, oh, and, sorry, and, then yeah, no. And what is the what's the default um, what's the default uh, command ability for for his just to make you look something up in the book real quick? Oh yeah, for, uh, right. Because because we talked about how uh, Petrifex elite. One of the things that made him nasty. Not only was the plus one to save, which was plus very nasty, uh, was yeah their their default command ability that everybody had and everybody could use was just an extra plus one rend that could stack. I think right, you could like use it more than once, uh, possibly. Or they just have really good. I mean, they have pretty good rend across the board anyway. Yeah, they're all basically minus one rend. So then they were all getting buffed to minus two, and then if okay. you're using like stalkers or any of the the bigger guys. Okay, uh, those guys are natively minus two, and then they get to minus three. Kind of yeah, thing. and some gotcha. at minus four because the the bigger oh, weapons. Because um, that's what we need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so he has his built-in command, his built-in quotes command ability, mm-hmm. um, which you know is plus one to the save and plus one attack, which okay. I think could actually be more useful than the extra rend, just because of the weight of attacks using sure. the uh, exploding sixes that a lot of the army has. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to this, um, all of the units in that Legion uh, throw minus one bravery if they're within 12 inches okay. of anybody. So which they're is better than good. my lizard banners. Yes. I see. Um, their command ability is uh, re-rolling attacks if they've been charged, which okay. is perfect for a bunch of more tech that you're going to sit yeah. on an objective. That's a good point. Um, who have three and up re-rollables and yeah. your attack. Let's just keep on, keep on. Yeah. Oh, so crying. So what, what can people do about, about Catacross? So there, there's two things you can do. Okay. You can ignore him entirely and focus on one unit and kill them off all like as much as you can. Okay. Um, at least I've found, uh, so, primarily... yeah, so focus firing on one unit, 
uh, and that gets you around because then he'll have no targets for his healing. Yep. Right. Uh, and other than that, um, one of the great things about OBR uh, in general, and I, I, I tend to think of Catacross as a dick because he's not, he's not the units that he's buffing. So he's not as scary as a unit of more tech guard advancing on you, but okay. he's the reason they're so scary. Gotcha. So he's just a tank that sits there and soaks up wounds and heals them and soaks up wounds and heals them. Gotcha. Well, everything else does all the work. So if you're focusing on him, then you are throwing everything you have and you have to kill him off that turn as well. Because, right. Cause he will heal six. Yep. He'll heal himself back up. Okay. And if you don't kill him and you get him down to the point where he's got seven or less wounds, he's going to just mess up anything that he hits. Okay. With the, uh, three damage, negative three rend threes and threes. He can buff an attack on that. So it's okay. plus one attack to whatever he's doing. Um, and then, and then he, he gets his shield attacks at some point, right? When it's yeah, pretty he low, also he gets, starts to get, he also gets those, but it's not the Indicot. The Indicot is the thing. Like as soon as, um, yeah. Dave, who I play with, <laughs> I mean, the, you the say ODR. that the shield is a very respectable, uh, it looks like in that same range, he gets four shield attacks. Yeah. They're also threes and threes minus two, two damage. But like that not, is a, that's a, that on anybody, that would be a great on, attack. On profile. anybody, it's great. But as soon as I hear Indicott, I cry yeah. tears of blood. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's really, it's really deceptive thinking that, um, I think one of the biggest things, and it seems to be uh, um, an equal an equal kind of like assessment of both of those characters and why it was so interesting to me that these are our big bads at the moment of yeah. like, screw these guys. Um, <laughs> like these fucking guys. Um, is that they are debuff characters that affect almost the entirety of the whole board. And if they yeah. aren't affecting the entirety of the whole board, they are, they've got the board. And so there's nowhere to hide from it. Um, uh, that being said, the, the techless thing, uh, it does have to be visible to the model for the, um, for that spell for the mortal wound spell. Oh, sure. But so he's a giant. There's almost no way to hide from him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's something. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the fact that they're uh, buff buffing and debuffing the entire board for an army is a really interesting and hard concept to kind of wrap your head around for how you want to deal with them. Um, and it's it's really interesting in the ways that both of them are resilient armies, but in a completely different way. One yeah. taking away your ability to hit them, the other one just standing there and saying, "Cool, hit me again." Um, yeah, because I'm I've, just going to stand here and take it. Yeah, I really liked uh, hearing about Catacross is so interesting because I feel like you know I've been playing around with Croak, and in a lot of ways, Croak and Teclas are the same strategy, right? Okay. Like my the the Croak strategy is to hop him up on his bail and vortex kind of in the middle of the board mm -hmm. expand his expand his spell range and basically hit as many things with d th like 2d3 mortal wounds a turn as you can yeah right uh and you know if you're if you're pretty good 
you can get at least three targets to take uh, 4d3 mortal wounds. Which is gross. Yeah. So gross. Um, and that's basically, you know, and then, and then he's a huge magic uh, dispel, so he counts, cancels out everybody else's magic. Right, but that's, a, that's effectively what Teclis is doing. You know, and he does, and we talked about he does all he does more than that, right? Um, but uh, but his sort of big punishing move is is that like you have little heroes, those are going to go away. Yeah, you know, and and so the so so the question with how to beat them um, really comes down to like, I, and I think we just actually touched on it is. Mm-hmm. Both of them, both of those two characters, if you really want to get the most out of them, they have to be in the middle of the field and at some point advancing up, like right. uh, in the middle of your deployment zone, and then at some point advancing up to the middle of the field to have the most effect, right? Right. So generally, I know going up against Catacros, um, I usually know where he's going to be placed because sure. he needs to have optimal um, ability to allow the rest of the units. So it's almost like your player is actually showing their hand and okay. The, I don't want to say that there's no, it, it would be completely wrong to say there's no strategy in it, but the, the linchpin of that strategy is in the center of the board and you know where it's going to be every time. Right. So that part of the mission is dependable, right? Um, which means that you can either choose to react to the subordinates on the field mm-hmm. and how you want to take them or how you think you can stop them from taking objectives. Um, or you can go straight at the, uh, the dude who's flipping you off in the middle of the field. Right. Um, which I don't know if that works with Teclas uh, because he, he has enough bodies um, around him to probably stop that. I would imagine with the spears uh yeah no and they usually have a pretty solid castle at least dave's uh setup it's usually uh you know uh some pretty clever triangle formations because because all the elves need to be in uh shiny elf company yeah there's like i don't remember what it's called it's called the pointy ear jerk squad there we go um where every model in the unit has to touch every other model in the unit or uh two other models in the unit That'd be really difficult for them to all touch every single. Anyway, um, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, right. Just a, uh, just a ball of. They have to touch every other model in, or two other models in the unit. Uh, I think there's like a Imperial Guard faction sub faction that does this. They're they're like standing at attention or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a complete random tangent. Um, and to do that, uh, and 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 you you lose the buff for this formation uh if you uh and and you 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 check for it anytime you move or you lose a model right so so um right yeah so it's not good enough just to make them a a, a square right or a rectangle because as soon as you pull a model that one guy in the end is not touching two guys and the whole unit uses it so the optimal formation is like a series of triangles Interesting. Um, so that when you pull a model, there's always a guy that there's the remaining model is always still touching two guys. Um, 
and you figure it out, you know, if you, if you sit down with, uh, you know, a couple of, um, uh, what are they called movement trays, you know, those little five man, mm-hmm. uh, pentagonal, uh, or not pentagonal. What am I thinking of? Uh, broken pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a, there's a word for that. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, those little, um, and you can, you can move them and you'll see like, Oh, this is how you do. This is how you'd arrange the unit anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a staggered double line. Um, and it's, uh, spears, spears, archers, archers, you know, the cavalry are off to one side and then it's Avalonor and Teclas. And there's basically no other room behind them for, for anything else. For like, for any, um, ambushing you mean, or just, yeah. I mean, just because like the, the two units of spears and the two units of archers, um, physically can't cover enough of a circle of a, like if you wanted to set up a real, a real roadblock to ambushers, you would need to have a little dome, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you need to be far enough up for techless to be able to affect the rest of the board. Yeah. Right. Cause he doesn't have infinite spell, right? He has good spell range. He doesn't have infinite spell range. Um, and then, uh, right. But also at least three to four inches behind, the front line, the front edge so that yeah. you can't time up in combat. Um, and then the formation that these guys are in are so rigid that, um, it makes it hard to make a proper ring. That makes sense. And- um, and still have, you know, like the archers, like they have good range, but they don't have a mate. They don't have infinite range. Right. So if you really want to shoot anything, they actually do kind of need to be close, close to the front. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's thirty inches, which is pretty good, right? Yeah, that's really but good for this. If game. you're if you're one if your archers are like shoved to the back to try and make sure to protect against deep strikes, half of that unit is not going to get to shoot, even with thirty inches. Yeah, you know. So I could imagine the horses, um, if if they were choosing to go second against a um, against an alpha strike list or mm-hmm. an ambushing list, like just. Hordes of beastmen or something. Um, yeah. You can see the horse. The horse is going behind them, and then getting the spell that makes them just zoom off into the night. Uh, what is that? The thirty-inch movement or something spell? Yeah, the the speed of horses. Yeah, speed of pointy-eared jerks. Uh. Um, but the um, the other thing to note there is that if everything is so bunched up, Teclas mm. has a massive base. He's not going to be able to get through and get to. Oh, absolutely not! Without no, uh, completely breaking the army formation, right? The Teclas base, and I'm gonna actually gonna go get it because, and not that anybody at home can see, but I've got uh, Archeon who's on the same base, and like it's, I mean, I know you've seen it, but like it's oh, yeah. just enormous. Like there's. He has a 12 inch move. This thing is almost six inches across. Yep. Right. Yeah. So you functionally have six inches of space to move to, to play with, you know, but, before you need to have a landing zone. And even then it doesn't feel like it. Um, uh, just because of just arcing your movement. Um, yeah. I, I had the same problem with the Lariel, um, when I just started playing her, um, it's hard to actually get positioning with those big bases. Um, and Technus Teclas seems like a character that needs protection. So I can see the Avalonor being the kind of like bodyguard for it. Yeah. But then 
like Avalonor is 300 something points. Yeah. And then you have Teclas. So that's half your army. Oh, absolutely. And like, right? like I said, it's uh that's why it's a three drop. It's that little battalion. Yeah. And those two guys and that's it. And, um, <laughs> and so the question that becomes um, like to, to actually ha- having a global strategy and kind of like zooming outside of like, well, this army could do this or this army could do this. Or, right. You know, um, the question then becomes for me, like, so if I know that I'm going to be going up against that list and I'm going to be taking those hits from Teclas, what would be the thing that I could do um, to try and, to try and edge out a victory on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wonder if it's, if, if it's the same answer as one would have for Catacros, which is take out all the little guys and just grin and bear it while you get the objectives. Right. Yeah. There, there is definitely uh, something to that strategy. I think, especially with the list we described for the Teclas list, if you can wipe the archers, not even Teclas, not Avalonor. If you can just get rid of the archers, everything else on that on that army is slow and is going to take for. I mean, you know, you get one unit of cavalry, five cavalry to deal with. Yeah, so, which, somewhere on the battlefield, I'm, you should be able to figure that out. That's what I mean. Do. Hopefully, I don't. And, I don't know, and, man. Tell and, that to my Ungor. Well, that's it. They they are good cavalry. They're like a, a surprisingly good cavalry. Yeah. Um, you know, but if they're if they're casting their um, 2x movement spell, then they're not casting their do mortal wounds on fives instead of just sixes. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. but, but yeah, so, uh, so in that case, the, the high level strategy is, yeah, take out the things that are going to give them the most reach. So, uh, you know, for maybe, uh, against OBR, you know, pick some of those front ranking more tech units, or maybe the, what are those big spooky things that fly forward? Oh. That's not very specific. So I should, I should uh, go into context um, about the list that I've been playing against. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is uh, three units of more tech guard. Um, it's, it's a four drop. Okay. Gross. It's not a three drop. It's a four drop because you know, um, we'll have to get Dave and Dave to play. Yeah. And, and we'll just sit there and record them yeah. cursing at each other going, this sucks. <laughs> um, and then we'll be like, ha ha. Um, but it's, it's two battalions. One of them okay. is, uh, so it's, it's actually, it's a pretty brilliant little list, but it goes around the, um, Am I right? It's, it's three units of Mortec Guard in tens, right? Little ten man units. Yep, three of ten, um, and, then, and then it's got two. Uh, oh, it's the Catacrosian Deathclave. So okay. two stalkers, or two units of stalkers, which um, can ignore terrain and reroll their charges, which is okay. super big for OBR who can't naturally do that. Okay, um, and then one unit of Harbingers, and they get the they get a six inch free move at the beginning of the game. All right. These are the, the more gas harbingers. These are those big flying guys that we got in the end times. Yep. They're okay. dogs with wings and pokey sticks. Yeah. And, yeah. um, well, giant, giant, big. So, big. so they do have a few fast elements and certainly those, uh, stalkers hit like a absolute truck. Yep. And, 
the the great thing about the list is the the reach of Catacross's plus one to save turns all those four pluses into three pluses. Right. Um, that you can then give for the stalkers. Um, I think it's rerolling to save. So you've got three plus rerollable on stalkers who are inherently okay. good in um, in combat anyways. Right. Um, even if they're not like going into their uh, dangerous aspect. And then both of those units, because they have a six inch move forward, rerolling charges and um, both ignoring terrain right. can set themselves up for an alpha strike charge. So you're going to get hit with all that. They're going to be buffed and they're going to slow you down enough that the, um, the more tech are going to be on the objectives right away. Okay. So the, the interesting, uh, trade there between that techless list and the, uh, OBR list is Mm -hmm. the techless list is much more passive and you have to come to it to kind of get it off the board with the OBR list. You have to survive the first turn charge from it. Gotcha. Um, and can you do things like, uh, you know, you could have a screening unit of Ungor that get that six inch yeah, or that it's a free move. It's not even just a six inch. It's a full, which yeah, might be a, six. It's, it's a full six inch free move at the beginning yeah. of the game for their shooty boys, which is probably one of the only things that you should ever be doing to take out a uh, more tech guard, uh, unless you know your unit can handle it in close combat, which probably you haven't fought against more tech guard before <laughs> um you the way you kill them is shooting so you have to shoot them so they're not getting their re-rolls on their saves of, oh gotcha let so me they're, remind they're you again saves. three plus re-rollable save yeah, and yeah. shrug and a no, shrug. i remember i had a, uh, a battle against dave with my flesh eater courts and i don't think i removed a model from the board no you didn't i remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was that was a joy. Was, I mean, you know, it was maybe exceptionally bad on my part because it's not an army. I play that often, and uh, you know, uh, Dave's been really honing his uh, skills there. Uh, but <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because the the list that I brought against you when you're playing your shits and giggles, I got a giant. I want to try yeah. and yeah. completely ran over that army okay. because I set a screen. Um, so, uh, for the context of this, um, I also play Zinch and I created the fuck it. Let's do this list, which is three chariots, um, a bunch of screamers and a bunch of flamers, um, all with an extra rim to their shooting because I was just tired of getting in combat with more tech guard. So, uh, you, you set up the screen, the chariots move over, cause D three mortal wounds on a unit. There goes whatever charged you. Right. And then you yeah. shoot the rest to death and shoot the rest to death. And I had tabled him by turn three. Okay. In both games. Pretty sure it's both games. Dave wants to fight him again. But that was an army made uh, sure. specifically out of my ire for that. And also, chariots are cool and I think they rock. But yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, you're right. Which isn't to say that any army couldn't tailor their list to fighting one of these. Maybe exactly. some armies possibly can't. You know, and I, I don't know enough about all of the armies to know which ones specifically could not come up with a build to do it. But there's another question of like, is that build meta capable, right? Like, we don't know if like your uh, 
uh, Zinch chariot list is cool and interesting, and it works really well against OBR. Does it work against Teclas? Does it work against Seraphon? Does it work against, you know, like, and the, how does it do a, against the wider, you know, when you run into some random ogre player, you know? Man, I need to fight more ogres. Um, that's always a joy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and that's that's the thing, right? So I don't think... I don't think going up against either of these armies, um, a tailored list works in the context of a competitive mindset. I think I'm fairly certain that there is an answer to them for almost every army out there and sure. except Sylvanath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I have they... won two games using Sylvanath against him, but, okay. um, but that was, oh, that was that was that was the. I built this list. It doesn't look good. You're gonna realize why it's good, and it's never gonna be able to happen again because you figured out why. Okay. And now you uh, can counter it. Um, that was a gotcha list, which only works once, but it's really awesome when it does. But outside of that, I think the 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 best way to beat. Catacross, in my opinion, is have a plan and stick to it, even if it feels like you're getting your ass kicked, right? Sure. Whether it's that's um, that's true for a lot of the a lot of I mean I don't know I felt like uh, a lot of times uh, when I was playing KO in the old book, you know, which was always an uphill fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I had a plan and I was sticking to it, and that more often than not, get, you know, was incredibly beneficial. You know, yeah. like as much as I would be tempted to do this, like to overreach or to, you know, do the thing that I know is risky. If you stick to your guns, you know, pun intended, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. You, you set a plan, you stick to the plan uh, and you don't tempt yourself out of it. You know, I think that's uh, right, because uh, when you're in and you're in the moment of these games and you are trying to make decisions and your guys are dying left and right. And, you know, Catacross is over there laughing at you and being a dick. Um, you're not thinking your best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you're reacting. Um, and, and like the strategy that you thought of beforehand when your mind was clear is almost certainly better than what you're coming up with mid turn three as your guys are dying around you. Yeah. And, and I think that goes, that goes far longer um, for any army, especially like, especially when you know, that isn't a good matchup. Um, But specifically for those two, um, you know, you have your plan, you stick to it, but also like do your research too. Um, I think the learning curve for, for me against, the big bony jerk was mm-hmm. consistently going, wait, he can do that. Wait, what is this? Yeah. How does this work again? How does this work again? I think, uh, at certain points in, in playing Dave, um, we'll get everybody to sign a release. The next, uh, yeah. next episode, yeah. we'll just have the real names. Yeah. We got to do that. <laughs> uh, other Dave's Dave, um, yeah. you know, at, at a certain point, I think there was, uh, there, there was, um, there was a point in time where I knew 
all of his rules more than I did mine because I needed to know how to break through it and how to form the plan. So being informed on, um, on the big bads that you know are going to come out, um, helps, helps form that plan, but sticking to it is most definitely the hardest thing. It's so easy to get baited into wanting to kill the big thing. Yeah. And, Um, uh, and that's what they want, right? They have, I I guess the, the Lumineth player actually does not want you to kill Teclis. They want Teclis to stick around because Teclis is actually doing a, a large percentage of the damage output of their army. Yeah. At, at that point. He's, he's the only one lifting. Well, I, I mean, the archers, the archers, the archers are, lifting. are lifting as well. And actually, I mean, give him some credit. Avalonor, if he gets into combat can hit like a truck. And so can those, uh, the spearmen can also do good work provided, you know, provided they get everything to line up for them. Yeah. Right. But they're also, uh, you know, they, the, they can't charge if they're in pokey elf company. So, uh, they're giving up a defensive buff to hit you. Yeah, which which is another thing where you know you stick your stick to your plan and own the tempo of the game. Yeah, um, as much um, as you can with that big <laughs> jerk. Um, um, but I, I, I'm I'm with you in that. Like, uh, you know, I definitely poked, tried to poke as many holes through Teclis's barrier as I could. Like, okay, so that that spell ignoring thing it's on a four up and it's, it's within or it's wholly within. Okay. It's within that's bad. <laughs> you know, uh, the D three mortal wounds back. How is that selected? And is it, is it, is it 18, it's 18 inches, but is it 18 inches from Teclis or is it 18 inches from the unit that was affected by the spell? Like, yeah. how can I get around this thing? You know, <laughs> like how do I game your abilities so that I get to benefit? <laughs> and, and, uh, I think the beauty of the rules now is like, you can't they're just going to be big jerks and you have yeah. to find a way to kind of like rise to the task um and like as much as like that's that's why i know <laughs> that's why i know definitively because i asked every time for about a three months straight of mm-hmm. playing against dave number two or four against yeah. dave yeah against one of the daves um you know, asked him every time. He's like, okay, well, I knocked him down, right? So the range is out, right? I can do this now, right? He won't, he, nobody, they won't have the buff. I can take this, right? No, man, just, it's, it's till the next hero phase, you know? Yeah. Like you can, you can either learn by, um, <laughs> school of hard knocks yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know, uh, read up a little bit or listen to us commiserate, yeah. I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess the 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 best advice maybe we could give to people is uh, practice. Yeah, you know, constant practice. Uh, get to know your army in and out. Get to know your army to the point where like they are like. Get to know your army to the point where even though they know what the, the tricks are that you have because they play you all the time, you still get to get them. In those, yeah. you know, like you can still spring the gotcha moments on them because you're just so good at doing them. And and outside of that too, like um, you know, uh, Slaves to Darkness specifically falls into this. Know your army at its worst. Like know how to play your army without any of the buffs, so that when you get the buffs, that's a bonus. Like know what your 
if you if you're running a chaos knight heavy list and you're playing slaves to darkness know what they can and can't handle like right and turns out they can't handle much yeah but <laughs> um and and um like specifically against techless like that that's something i'd I would think I'd be wanting to use and know of uh, like if I'm losing my characters, if, or if something lucky happens or not lucky, this character is like 600 points. It's not going to be luck. It's going to be this character is 600 points. It's going to do something. Um, Know how to deal with that situation by knowing the limits of your units and knowing their strengths in a vacuum um, by, by honestly losing a lot. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Nothing, nothing teaches like, uh, losing all your guys. Yeah. Like in in all honesty, losing more than you win until you need to win, I think has helped me so much more as a player just being like, okay, well that didn't go good. Why did that not go good? You never sit and question why, something went very well for you. You're happy that it went well. No, exa- yeah, but exactly. when something goes badly, you're like, well, okay, well, what could I have done? Was there a situation where I could have played better? Is there, um, so I think, and I, I think, you know, we get, uh, you know, we've done basically almost hundred percent list discussion, you know, in this, in this talk about like, what are the rules of this thing? And, and there are so many different like elements on the table, that are hard to quantize and they're hard to talk about because they're, they're subtle and they're, uh, yeah, they're just, they're difficult to, to sort of nail down what they are. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I had a really good game. Uh, I played 40 K, which is a different games workshop game, which we won't talk about on this podcast. Needless to say though, that, um, this friend of mine, uh, Dave happens to also be named Dave. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, overreached with a large number of orcs turn one. And I just like, let them be in a meat grinder and, and one, and like, you know, I destroyed, you know, about 60 orcs in one turn and, and we just like, we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just re-rack and play the game again, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the second time we played, he didn't, you know, push them all forward the first turn and it was a very different game. And, uh, I don't remember if I won or lost, maybe I did, but it was, it was definitely right down to the wire. Right. So like, um, a very, you know, uh, seemingly innocuous, uh, movement choice that you made early on can actually have these really long repercussions. And sometimes it's hard to untangle what those yeah. things are. And I think there, there's another point in there too. Um, you know, know when to re-rack and know when to say, Hey, uh, if this, if this game is still fun for your opponent, see if there's an opportunity to learn there. Like, even if you're learning a last ditch move, yeah. like, um, and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to not bash, but call a difference here. Uh, 40 K is a much more linear game in the way that it's one, two, one, two, one, two, you go, I go, you go, I go. Um, Age of Sigmar um, is not inherently random, but it does have giant squint. It has the capability to swing against you um, right. at the most inopportune time. And so um, you have the ability there to learn 
what to do when everything goes against you because it will, especially when you don't want it to. And if you know, um, if you know how to react when something like that happens, then you can take that into a more competitive field and like actually run with it. When somebody thinks they won, they're going to sit down and say, okay, I've got this. Yeah. They're going to turn off to a certain degree and then you can go, okay, well, there is something I can do here. I need to figure it out. And the more you practice figuring out how to deal with getting, you know, double turned by KO or having that second Lord of change come out because, you know, let's say you can't roll any dispels or just having techless or catacros be massive dicks, bunch of, Um, bunch of, corn dogs just turned up out of nowhere and yeah are now holding the objective yeah you're 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 going you're going to have to you're going to learn how to stick to the plan while also learning how to react to the situations that will happen um and i think that's that's kind of an invaluable yeah uh, and I, experience. I don't know even if you're like getting your teeth kicked in in terms of like number of bodies on the board i've definitely had I would say with the original KO book that I was playing, you know, a couple of years ago now, um, a majority of my wins, I was getting tabled. And I mean, right. Playing beast. That's, that's just our MO yeah. as well. Like um, I was like, if the game went seven turns, I would have lost like conclusively, yeah. but it didn't, it went five turns and I knew I got just enough points to win. And, and that's, uh, that's something I'm always guilty of. Like, uh, other Dave will, will always say like, now you just want to kill stuff. And I'm like, but I do. Yeah. So, um, you know, recognizing those, um, those knee jerk reactions to be like, okay, well, I'm going to get this dead so I can move on to the next thing. Um, it may not necessarily work in certain missions and you only find that out by, by losing, <laughs> losing the models and learning afterwards, um, what you could have done differently. And, and that helps me, uh, me specifically grow as a player, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. And I hope other people too, I would hate to, <laughs> I would hate to see players get like discouraged because of models like, dog is going crazy so okay. you guys are going to hear some weird noises that's okay um i yeah i would hate to hear i would hate to see players get discouraged by models like teclas or catacros and what they can do um i know that petrifex and slanesh had that um mystique about yeah. them of these like, now, just unbeatable walls that like just don't even try yeah and now now ko has somehow become the lurker one of right? those Jeez. um in some cases, Zinch always, I think Zinch is up there. Seraphon is up there. You Seraphon. know, there's a lot of, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's good that it's balancing out now that there are a bunch of those. Um, yeah. Cause the more, the more sort of top dogs we have, you know, punching each other, um, the better for everybody else. Right. Uh, because that means there's not going to be like just one thing that's defining the meta. That's going to, be uh the thing you have to worry about all the time and you're going to see that like nice variety you know and and there are going to be sleepers that pop up there are going to be situational things that are now like um 
and I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but it will come back. Yeah. Um, so like now that Slanesh has lost their ability to make everybody, um, strike oh, last, strike last. Yeah. Um, it's the name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now the the really reliable players who have who I think are going to be a sleeper and come back up mm-hmm. are Sylvaneth because of okay. tree lords and uh, and forcing people to fight last. Yep, and nice. so we're going to start seeing like as as the meta changes and it's constantly evolving, which is amazing. Um, you're there. There are always going to be emerging strategies with uh, with each army, um, and I don't think any army is inherently unbeatable. I think um, there are players that are inherently unbeatable. Yeah. Um, Dave's who will not be named. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> um, the only, the only way you learn to beat him is play against him and play against him and learn from him uh, and, yeah. and learn you'd from be, your own army. You'd be surprised what kind of nonsense you can pull out at the bottom of turn four with like three to four, three to six models left on the board. Oh yeah. Um, I've definitely won games like that and you can too. Uh, It's, you know, it's, that's, it's, it's almost the best way to win because your opponent will be so pissed about it. And, and confused (laughs) and just confused and pissed off and just (laughs) wondering what they did to deserve this after all of that pain they inflicted on you. Exactly. And that's the joy. Yeah. I think that's uh I think we've we've come to a good place and this yeah. might be a good spot to uh to wrap up and tell everybody to say hey thanks for listening. Uh if you like this and you want more of it, we have a Patreon. No, we don't have a Patreon. Uh we 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 could we we could, we could have, have a, Patreon. a Patreon. I don't know that maybe we'll see. You know, we'll see where this thing goes, but uh you know, uh you know, like, and comment, subscribe. What do we say at podcasts? Um, if, if you like it, then let us like, know. Like for part two. Yeah. If you like <laughs> it, let us know if you guys have things you want us to talk about and yeah, we feel confident in talking about them. We will totally talk about them. Um, Absolutely. We, we came up with our own list of, of some topics that we wanted to cover. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, sort of go through them as they become inspiring or whatever, or topical or whatever. Um, but yeah, if you were like, dude, we need to hear more about this Slanesh list that, that uh, Matt has, you know, like yeah. we'll, we'll cover it. We'll do it in depth. And Let I'll actually know. write it out. We can even, <laughs> we can, we, we can even actually know what it was instead of me just stumbling through it. There we go. Um, yeah. So thanks for so much for listening guys. And yeah. we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Well, we did it. <laughs> nice.